0: All right. Well, good morning, good afternoon, and uh good evening, depending on where you are in the world. And welcome to Hotel Moment. I'm joined by the amazing Miss Brittany Zanders, who is joining us from the Candlewood Suites in Atlanta. Brittany, how are you today?
1: I'm very well, thank you, Ray.
0: Feeling fabulous. Excellent. Excellent, excellent. Well, I'm stepping in for uh Miss Jennifer Susky, who is tied up today so i'll be helping her out with this one um so Brittany, let's just jump straight into it tell me about your hospitality journey and what got you into hotels and uh, where you are today there
1: oh that's a bunch but um to get started i had finished my masters at winthrop university and um i it was a, a, a master of arts in teaching and i was taking the test and getting everything done and in between i was looking for employment well I applied at the local hotel and the rest is history. Um, I'm a Holiday Inn girl at heart. Um, That's where I got my start at the front office and I did sales and then I moved to Nashville to also work for the Holiday Inn. And I did sales um, my third year there, but I started as an auditor. So I did the night audit for about a year and a half, two years, front office trainer, assistant front office manager. I was a sales coordinator, a sales manager, and then was finally promoted to the front office manager. from there, went to the Indigo in Savannah as a director of front office, okay. and um, went to got moved to the, the State bridge in Perimeter as the hotel manager, and now I have the pleasure of being the general manager of the candlewood in Lightset.
0: Wow, wow. You definitely wore a few different hats there, and uh, definitely quite the experience. I know myself, I, my journey is uh, slightly along that way. Started in operations, worked my way through into sales and hotels, and then uh, ultimately transitioned to where I'm at now. Uh, but yeah, definitely was uh, similar along those lines. And it's, it's quite the interesting route all of us take in hospitality. We've done my time in night audit. It's quite the um, experience, but it makes for one of the best stories, which actually leads me into what's your favorite hotel or guest story you've had in the, all your experience there?
1: Um, I was going to flip it and ask if you wanted the good, the bad, or the ugly. I have options.
0: Ooh. <laughs> um, you know, we're gonna go with dealer's choice. You pick your favorite Ooh. one. Um, I myself know all too well. I don't know if you saw earlier, Jen posted a note uh, today about hotel stories. And I shared one for mine, which was a, a prankster on my team who had decided to tape uh, different items to a wall and uh, really <laughs> make life struggle for some uh, for a colleague of mine. But uh, how about you? What do you got?
1: Well, I'll tell a good story. Um, One of my team members while in Nashville, she was obsessed with visiting Maine and um, she finally got the opportunity to go. So she went, she was gone for about a week, but we always had a habit of surprising everyone when they came home from extended vacations. Um, And we had gotten a live lobster and and had it in the back office for her when she got back. But what we did not know is that she was scared of lobsters. (laughs) So... (laughs) So um let's say our memories, our memories are great on that team. Uh and we had fun with her main lobster and her lobster boy is what we call her.
0: That would be entertaining, actually. Yes. That would be that that would be a hard one to live down. Um well, how about your property? Tell us a little about your property, where you're located at, um, share a little info about uh the candlewood there.
1: Um, We're located in Atlanta, as you previously said, and we are a limited service property, currently part of the IHG brand, um, and we're going to transition to Semesta here in about two weeks. Um, Yes, uh, and learning a lot about limited service in this time, and uh, our guests are are fabulous. Of course, the, the pandemic has shifted things a bit, but we have a great team, we have some great bones, and we have great guests. That's awesome.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, and Sanesto, of course, has been all over the news with a lot of great things happening there, fastest growing brand here in the country. So uh, it'd be great to see what happens with that. So um, have you, like many other GMs, take on additional roles now that you're in a kind of a limited service role there, having to wear a lot of different hats uh, with everything happening right now?
1: Um, absolutely. In the beginning, of course, we all had to trim labor the best way as possible. Um, and so that required a little front office love and so we, we cover front desk shifts if help is needed in housekeeping with stripping rooms you help strip rooms um if you need to go outside and help get the trash from the parking lot or clean up the trash area you do it um, my daily uniform now consists of my suit and i'm wearing the best pair of chuck taylors i own yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you don't know what you're going to get into so yep, yep. make sure you stay flexible you're professional and flexible at the same time so you can pivot um, But yes, and you just rely more on your team. Uh, But I think we've been fortunate. We've been able to stay above 90% occupancy after, um, yes, it's been, we've been kicking it. We we were slow build, but the last two months have been over 90% occupancy. So my team is back.
0: That's incredible. Yeah, that is definitely, in just knowing how the markets have been shaping up, especially, you know, looking at the star Mm -hmm. reports, that's huge to be able to pull an occupancy like that definitely is a, speaks kudos and volumes to your team and the efforts that they're doing to to make that happen thank you um what's your hotel done differently to make that happen and find that success
1: um the the truth that relationships matter and hospitality has really come to life at this moment um we have had persons who've been in house for six to eight months or six to eight weeks so knowing how uh, financially challenging a lot of things have been we've had to be creative with our payment solutions um, we do have everyone um uh caught up for the most part but we just do weekly payments if need be so instead of maybe somebody mm-hmm. paying for the whole month or paying for two weeks we let them pay for a week in advance uh, if somebody needs to go day to day for a, a small period of time we let them go day to day it is a bit more of a hassle but um we've been able to keep good Good guests in house, and that makes such a huge difference. Um, and word spreads, and and people bring additional uh, additional members of their 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 list, their colleagues with them, and just doing that um, alone and investing still in our guests uh, has made a big difference. Um, even though the rate is different than what it would normally yes. be, we still have of some of the same overhead. So just making sure we still take care of the guests with the little things, make sure we have the toilet paper and the clean linen and that we have the paper towels. Um, mm-hmm. And I think those things have made a difference.
0: For sure, for sure. One, well, and you know, speaking for myself anyways, I feel like we all got into this industry and got into hospitality because of, you know, people. That's what we're here for. We're, we're people people. And we want to give back to the community and help out however possible. And um, so it's awesome to, to hear that you guys are stepping up and keeping that hospitality uh, dream alive, even with everything that's happening right now. Right. Yeah. So um, do you guys have any um, reactions from the guests that have kind of um, been one way positive or negative another from just the efforts you guys are doing or adjustments such as like housekeeping, for example, I'm sure you guys have moved to a limited housekeeping model and such like that.
1: Um, being a limited service property and being at the Candlewood, our housekeeping model has always been the seven days. So we uh, oh, okay. right. didn't have to change. Um, we did have to put up the, the signage to encourage our guests to wear masks. That was its own challenge. You'd be surprised. It's like, so we want to protect you and your family, put the yeah. mask on. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, Just dealing with that. Um, But one challenge we did find um, was when we needed to get things repaired, a lot of our third party vendors were either not open or unavailable. So there were some, um, for example, guest laundry. uh, We weren't able to make the repair ourselves, but it took about 45 days for our vendor to find someone who was able to come repair the machine. So just little hiccups like that. um, Yeah. Uh, But I think overall, for the most part, our guests have been very appreciative um, and we do things to keep up morale around the hotel. There are several kids and families. And so you get to know names, you get to know stories. Um, Yeah, we celebrated holiday, like for Halloween, we were able to decorate. We did a door decorating contest. The kids dressed up have the cutest little pictures. Um, But just keeping our community safe, as long as I think, as long as we focus on keeping our community clean and safe, then our guests will be satisfied oh
0: of course of course yeah, yeah. especially there' going on right now it's the efforts that you know as hoteliers we make to build that comfort and that's what's going to bring people back that's what's going to inspire travel again it's yes. those efforts that we do and making sure you know it's it's a challenge it's a challenge ahead but you know our industry has been there it's done that before it's uh recovered and rebounded so definitely you can see that happening again for sure um so what kind of business has been keeping the hotel flow, keeping you at that 90% occupancy and uh, keeping those guests engaged in there?
1: Well, make sure you don't tell my competitor. But, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't need business names, but what type of clients? Right. I'm not telling names. But yeah. no, honestly, <laughs> if I can be as honest and transparent as possible, uh, the blue collar workers have really been keeping the extended stay uh, arm of hospitality afloat, um, it brings my heart joy to pull into my parking lot in the morning and see actual trucks. Um, if it wasn't for the blue collar workers or really there's some persons who even work day to day, they might do DoorDash or they may do deliver for Uber Eats or have something where they run out and do Uber all day to be able to have a place to stay. Um, so between those persons and maybe those who got caught in transition right at the, the beginning of the pandemic, um, of course. Like not being able to get an apartment or not being able to get a house, Mm -hmm. Uh, being able to have those conversations about the benefits of booking an extended stay and working with them through that process. Um, Again, developing relationships. We've been able to keep, like I said, good guests in house.
0: Well, definitely yeah and it, it's interesting hearing uh, that because it's definitely the dynamic we hear from a lot of the our colleagues is that you know it's everything from nurses it's construction workers it's those industries that haven't necessarily shut down those those travels there that can't work remote you know you have to be those hands-on roles and those are the ones that we're, we're all kind of chasing after to say hey how can i you know get you at my hotel because i need to you know get those heads and beds here and make this happen so yeah definitely. um and to your point, like you said, it's that flexibility. It's finding that opportunity to be hospitable and say, Hey, here's how we can work together and uh, it's awesome that you guys have really captured that and really are embracing that, uh, that the adjustments that have to happen with that
1: mm-hmm. um and, and it's really been it's really been an eye opening experience, and it keeps you grateful um, because you realize that. We really wouldn't be able to function, I think, as an economy overall, and I hate to go, I'm not going to go all the way political, but I'm going to go there, <laughs> <But> the economy. <laughs> like the things that we consider essential um, mm-hmm. and the persons who make it happen, you want to do your best to take care of them to make sure they have a great experience, especially if they're choosing to stay with you and to spend their money with you, you're very appreciative. So you're right, the nurses and the construction workers and people doing parking lots as people take advantage yeah. of the, the the open space. Um, even though they may not travel often for work they may come home greasy and tired they still deserve a quality experience when they stay at your property so
0: of course of course no definitely well i'm looking forward how are you preparing your team for 2021
1: um 2021 is interesting i've kind of been um throwing a couple things at the wall to see what will stick and what makes the most Mm -hmm. sense but um i will not take granted the fact that we are doing a change we're in the in the in the curve of a change but i do think um that the essential workers especially with the uptick of the virus i think that that things will kind of stay steady where they are right now for extended stay for the most part Um, the only point of hesitation I have is with brand change, but there I'm hoping that the relationships we created will help sustain the, um, the clientele in that, in that vein. But, um, we're just looking forward to BT coming back a little bit, maybe by the second or third quarter, if we're able to get COVID under control, um, there are the the FIT, it comes on the weekends and that's fine. Um, Mm -hmm. but I like, I love the corporate travel. I love the BT guest, um, so hopefully by Q, Q3, things look a bit more um, on the positive end and we're able to drive rate because that's the only thing missing for us right now, being able to drive rate.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. And that's a challenge, especially being in the midst of RFP season. You know, it, mm-hmm. It's you know, positioning yourself ahead and knowing that the market is gearing for a rebound. You know, it's one of those things strategy-wise, you're like, do I go dynamic? Do I stick with my flat rates? You know, how do I adjust seasonality? Right. because we don't know it's all you know, to your point it's throwing something at the wall and see what sticks and kind of work yeah. with it from there so
1: right and have yeah. a couple of scenarios to work with so when you're talking to your revenue manager you realize right now we found a sweet spot so we'll keep it until things exactly. start fluctuate, and we'll yep. either pick up or take down whichever we <laughs> need to do
0: <laughs> no that's exactly and i guess on that point do you guys have any fears or taking any uh steps to uh prepare for a potential shutdown again
1: well, we're essential. So um, I'll just say we won't shut down because we have yeah. family. Uh, preferably, we have families that live with us. So we're not in the position to right. be able to yeah. shut down. However, we won't be blind to the truth that. Um, the people who are spending money doing projects could, could potentially pull those funds back. So yeah. I actually had a brief conversation with my team this morning and let them know that um, in January and February, we have to keep our eyes open and to get as much done as we can now, because we could be in a position where we need to do a few furloughs or a few layoffs. Do I want to do that? No, but I also don't want to blindside my team. Um, I, I, I let the discussion open. Um, yeah but that's really a reality it's a reality um so just being aware of, wh- of where we are uh covered wise and shutdown wise and everything going on mm-hmm. in well no definitely
0: i was just saying that's all you can really do right you just kind of yeah. go with it and you know to your point it's uh, it's that leadership role of you know preparing your team and saying hey this mm-hmm. is you know where we're at this is the truth of the matter um yeah. and here's the steps that we're doing and this is what we you can do to help so Now, and I guess to that point, how does uh, the leadership play in a a role in inspiring your team? How do you keep your team inspired with everything happening? Um, uh,
1: That has been been a challenge itself during COVID, only because you're not only dealing with your own personal issues, you're also trying Mm -hmm. to keep the team motivated. So um, just making sure you come in with a a positive attitude as often as possible. Yes, things are uh, interesting on the outside, but you can control your own attitude you can control how you respond. And I often tell them that we are thermostats and not thermometers, we set the tone. So I do that, I come in every day and do my best to set the tone so that um, they feed from your energy. And I think, I don't know the stats exactly, but about maybe 10 to 15% of a differentiation there between the energy you give and then what you get back. So if you come in low, everybody's gonna be low.
0: Yeah, I love that analogy. You said that being the thermostat not
1: not the, the,
0: thermometer. the thermometer, yeah, that's just that's a great way to look at it. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's exactly the truth, though. You know, it, it is one of those things that you really do set that you set that tone, you set that volume. And um, actually, when I talked to uh, about a month or two ago, I was talking with uh, Christine Trippy, um, and one of the things she was talking about that she teaches in some of her classes is, uh, especially now, is how to smile with your eyes because in the yeah. end, with our masks on, you <laughs> can't see it. So, yeah, right. and, and people could still see you're smiling because your eyes will mm-hmm. show it. You know, it's one of those things that um, naturally in hospitality we're used to. Somebody greets us, we smile. We have a mask. You can't see why
1: I smile, but you you, you can still feel that that uh, positivity that comes from it. That energy, right? And your body yep. language is so important. But um, it's been tough. And so I've probably broken a few, few rules. It's okay. I mean, it is what it is. I know yeah. the relations <laughs> budgets went out the window, but I said, if my team is gonna be here every day, putting themselves at risk to take care of the guests, I'm gonna take care of my team. So yep. there've been times that we've done lunches. There've been times where where it's been something small. We've done some gift cards or, or just get, still doing birthday cards and anniversary cards when we can, um, just to remind them that they too are important. So not only are we focused on the guest experience right now, but their experience at work. Um, Mm because we spend a lot of time there, so that's just very important also. Uh, Recognition uh, and finding small ways to to keep everybody engaged. Um, Like I said, it's been challenging because there have been days myself, I'm like, do I really have to go today? (laughs) And and the answer is yes, you have to go. You get up and you make it happen. but yes, and I, and I love my team. And if you get to know everybody individually, or as best you can, because we have a small, small team, we have fifteen total. So, oh wow, okay. Yes, to have those personal relationships with everyone, and then ask the questions: How's your family? Like, how are you really doing? Um, mm-hmm. Do you need anything right now? Is there anything I can actually help you with outside of work? And if I can help you, great. If I can't help you, then we'll find somebody who can. But taking the mm-hmm. vested interest in them as people, because they're not just capital. You know, they're not right. just. Yeah work you know you're a human being with your own life and your own goals how can we help you reach those
0: even in no, pandemic? exactly i would say it's exactly especially right now that's uh, <laughs> the inspiration we all need to keep us motivated keep us going and that's what i was actually going to ask you is how you keep that morale up and that's that's exactly you know that's it's all those efforts that make the difference um mm-hmm. and that really are going to build that that uh, team and continue the team growth and keep them motivated right. and mm-hmm. um, your guests will see it and they'll continue to enjoy it. And that's where they'll keep you, uh, keep it moving. Right. That's how it keeps us, right. it keeps us all going. Right. So No, that's, that's definitely, that's awesome. That's huge to hear. You know, I know I, um, I have some colleagues that mentioned that their team they'll do uh, catered lunches every once a week or so they'll bring in lunch for the team and just find the sol- small things, small ways to help uh, thank everybody. Cause everybody's doing a bit more than they're used to. Mm -hmm. Definitely everybody's having to wear a few more hats to try to keep everything going and function and, um, you know, it keeps keeps us all going. But, you know, a lot of us, it's um, having that hospitality world that we just love it. We do it. We enjoy it. And, uh, you know, we thrive on it
1: right and i asked my my ops manager all the time i was like do i enjoy abusive relationships that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i mean it's like Lisa, it's something about it it just keeps bringing you back you just love it you love to help people you love to be a firefighter you love to to help yep. solve challenges and make it work you love to see it work and i think yeah. that's that's part of the drive there and if you need the extra glass of wine get the glass of wine You have to take care of yourself (laughs) really you have to take care of yourself to be able to help take care of everyone else you can't pour from an empty cup so whatever you need to do to take care of yourself as a leader you do that and then it'll cascade down to everybody else
0: yes ma'am exactly so word of advice for the audience there make sure to drink that extra glass of wine if you need to (laughs) (laughs) um so i guess moving on to the next part um i did want to find out so what tips Besides a glass of wine, of course, do you have for the other GMs and uh, those of us hospitality uh, hospitality folks that are uh, going through this right now?
1: Um, take the bottle of wine, not just the glass, the bottle. Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, no. Be prepared to pivot and stay ready to pivot. Um, A lot of us have been in our roles for a while. And so once you're in that role for a while, you are set in your routine. And then out of nowhere, this change comes and it rocks your world. But what I've learned over the past six months with COVID is that you do everything you can, the best way you can with what you have. And if if you forget something, it's going to be all right. Everything is going to be okay. And just be prepared to pivot. One day it might be this. Tomorrow, it could change to that. And later the next afternoon, it could change to something different. But if you stay prepared to pivot, and that's why we're my Chuck Taylors as a personal reminder every day, then you can change direction quickly, change thought process quickly, make it happen quickly, um, or as quick as you can in order to to keep a positive impact and kind of stay on your feet. And it's okay if you make a mistake, forgive yourself. Definitely,
0: definitely. And actually, my thoughts are great. Great question right there. He was asking, says, how are you forecasting and preparing for your 2021 budget?
1: Well, I'll be honest. Um, since we are transitioning, we're not doing a budget, which is very, very oh, different. Cool. We're, I know, I'm maybe, of that one. Woo, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> we are using forecast information because it's very hard to budget, but we have to kind of prepare for the worst and expect the best. Um, one of my really good friends uh, lives in, in New Orleans and and they kind of plan their budget around not having Mardi Gras and lo and behold, there's no Mardi Gras. So I say uh, plan for the worst, uh, expect the best and that'll keep your bases covered um, because there are so many things that could happen between now and even this evening or next week or next month and all those will impact your numbers. So forecast we will look at past data so we know where we should be uh, we'll go, probably go back to about a year or so um, year and a half so we'll know where we should be once everything is back online but uh, but that's how we're preparing we're going more on forecasts scary yes
0: yes I was gonna say that that could be interesting could present yeah. some challenges there uh, <laughs> but that's you know sounds like a great way to go ahead and go forward so that's awesome um so I did want to find out so your positivity, your smile, the happiness there, the vibrance and bringing that energy to your team. How do you do it? What's your secret? What's the secret sauce?
1: Um, mostly, I know we can't talk about religion, but I'm grateful for my relationship uh, with God. That's, that's like my base for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, I stay grateful, um, keeping an attitude of gratitude, is very very important because you're really one situation away from a different story so just staying grateful and realizing that as a leader our job is not only to manage the hotel and the building we're here to make an impact in people's lives Um, we have been given a great given a great gift in leadership i mean it there are people who want it but when you get in you're like oh my god what did i do (laughs) And at the same time, it's like, no, it's our, you give back. So being grateful and being just open um, and realizing that we're all doing the best we can. Why not smile? It's easy. It's easy. It takes work to be angry. It takes work to hold a grudge. I don't have the capacity to hold that stuff in. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. We're going to Look at the at the bright side as often as possible, and and mm-hmm. keep a smile on our faces.
0: Of course, of course. And actually, uh, Valerie here posted up. Uh, she was mentioning that living in the Nola area about the parades moving to the surrounding parishes. When you think about events like that, when you have events where you're gonna have to start spreading out, or you can't, you know, have everybody condensed to you know one street anymore. We have mm-hmm. such a uh, festivity. That you have to bring those out. Do you guys have anything in Atlanta that's gonna, you're kind of hoping is going to move out of uh, downtown there and into the suburbs and the parishes?
1: Um, I'll be honest. I moved to Atlanta about a year and a half ago, and I think there um, there was like a shopping event that they would have, the Southern Christmas Show. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we'll see how that acts. That was because it had a lot. Um, it it had a lot of uh, push. Everything from downtown would push to the outskirts. Um, but I am extremely glad to hear that the parades are thinking of moving to the outer parishes because my friends and I do Mardi Gras every year. And I was broken hearted when I read that yesterday. But to hear that news just made my day. That was,
0: yeah, oh. that would be, yeah, that would be, and it makes sense. It would make sense to keep the event going, keep uh, everybody engaged in it still. Um, and it's such a you know fun and festive event. Like mm-hmm. it's not one that you want to see go away. So Definitely. i know in uh in my local neighborhood we actually have our uh, have a huge rodeo that we hold every year that got postponed mm-hmm. this year so uh it tends to draw in a big national circuit to it but uh, they postponed it this year so uh, for the town it's a huge revenue driver especially within the hotels um, you know the the hotel market depends on that as well as the local businesses so with everything going on they of course moved it but the hope is of course next year they'll bring it back or find a way to modify it to make it so that it's still um, able to happen in the city, but it, it, that's kind of become the theme, it seems, of most events is they have to find a way to pivot things um, and try to make things happen.
1: Yeah, and I know, I think uh, Atlanta is a big city for like the Final Four and huge football games, mm-hmm. having the Falcons here in the city. So I know several hotels um, that are closer to the Superdome have felt that, um, not having that revenue there. um, So their their budgets and forecasts may tell a different story. Um but I think if, if we can keep tighter regulations and get it under control, I really do believe, hopefully, uh, like I said, by Q3, Q2, Q3, Q3 next year, no later than Q4, Q4, and then we'll be back with our beads. For sure. Yes, Valerie, we'll be back with our beads. And, <laughs> and crew de vu, we will be back <laughs> on to now at the parade. <laughs>
0: Oh, definitely, definitely, yeah, and uh, to Valerie's point. You know, NOLA has some really strong restrictions, and I feel like really the the country itself is going that direction. But obviously, you know, as you touched on, there's uh, some new hopes, and new opportunity there. So definitely a lot of um, positive things in the pipeline. So we'll we'll see how it all pans out. But definitely um, some some optimism there. But uh, of course, that then leads us to um, what would be your parting thoughts if you were to give to hoteliers. Um, as a the end things on a high note what would you say
1: um i would say don't give up and you're not in it by yourself um i know sometimes you feel like you're alone and that you're the only one experiencing this and the only one carrying the load that you carry um reach out to your friends in the industry you are not by yourself um and to involve other persons on your team if need be in solving some of the challenging problems to give them more ownership so just do the best you can With what you have, because that's all you can do. All you can do is all you can do. Um, And wherever you go, there you are, is what my boss would, one of my old bosses would say. But um, that's it. Just just don't give up. And and to sit here and say that I haven't thought about throwing in the towel would be a lie. And so I'm not good at telling lies. Um, You just remember your why. Um, And this is the vehicle you have right now to fulfill your why. So drive it until the wheels fall off and give it all you got. And at the end of the day, just know you've done your best. You know, pat yourself on the back. Exactly.
0: Exactly. <laughs> no, that's exactly and, and, you know, to your point, it's the, it's the attitude. It's the focus. You know, it, it is the why we got it. We're all hoteliers. We all have a hospitality background. We mm-hmm. got into this industry for a reason. Um, you know, yes. it's what we do. It's what we love to do. And um, this is this is why we're here. We're, you know, we're the ones that step up. And, uh, you know, to your point, you are the firefighters. We're out there yeah. trying to put out fires left and right. And uh, we love every minute of it.
1: Yes, and Get our Chuck are- Taylors
0: on, lace them up, and get out there.
1: Yeah. High tops. High tops. High tops.
0: High tops. <laughs> well, I definitely appreciate the time, Brittany, and it's been awesome chatting with you. Of course, as everybody knows, we host this every Thursday, uh, 12 Pacific and 3 p.m. Eastern. So um, it's been a pleasure and definitely uh, appreciate the time. And uh, I'm excited that you were able to share your success with us. Um, and some of the ideas there. And I definitely wish you and your team the continued success and positivity and um, definitely appreciate the time. So it's been awesome.
1: Thank you, you. it's been a pleasure to be here. Thank you for the opportunity.
0: Of course, and thank you to everybody for participating and uh, adding in their comments there. Definitely is always helpful. Yes. So, all right, well, have a great day, Brittany. Thanks again so much.
1: Thank you. Talk to you later. Talk to you later.